Welcome to Trek Through the Scriptures. In this week's sermon, we're going to take a look at Numbers chapter 9 and see how God directs and protects his people. As we continue our look at Numbers this week, we're going to see again and again how God directs his people and protects us in our daily walk of faith. Our reading for this week is from Numbers chapter 9 and Numbers chapter 18. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And at evening it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of fire until morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, after that the people of Israel set out, and in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel camped. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the Lord they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle, many days the people of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle, and according to the command of the Lord, they remained in camp. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. And sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning. And when the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. When it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. And from Numbers 18, verses 1 to 7. So the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear iniquity connected with the sanctuary. And you and your sons with you shall bear iniquity connected with your priesthood. And with you bring your brothers also, the tribe of Levi, the tribe of your father, that they may join you and minister to you while you and your sons with you are before the tent of the testimony. They shall keep guard over you and over the whole tent, but shall not come near to the vessels of the sanctuary or to the altars, lest they and you die. They shall join you and keep guard over the tent of meeting for all the service of the tent, and no outsider shall come near you. And you shall keep guard over the sanctuary and over the altar, that there may never again be wrath on the people of Israel. And behold, I have taken your brothers, the Levites, from among the people of Israel. They are a gift to you, given to the Lord to do the service of the tent of meeting. And you and your sons with you shall guard your priesthood for all that concerns the altar and that is within the veil, and you shall serve. I give your priesthood as a gift, and any outsider who comes near shall be put to death. This is the word of the Lord. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God directs and guides and protects his people. As we continue our look at the book of Numbers, we turn now specifically to Numbers chapter 9, Verse 23, at the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. 
This is the word of the Lord. When I was a young boy growing up in North Royalton, Ohio, I couldn't wait until I could be a part of Boy Scouts Troop 527. I loved how they were always outside camping and working on that. And as I got old enough to become a Boy Scout, I learned in a very simple way how to survive in the wilderness. I remember very specifically that we would go on a camp out and we would take all the things that we would need to survive in the camp out, each of us individually. We'd take a tarp and build a tent and a, or a lean-to and have our food and all the things that we would need. And one of the things that the Boy Scouts always has done is their motto, be prepared. And so how would you prepare? How would you get ready to be out in the wilderness all by yourself? I'm going to admit that all these years later, I've forgotten a lot of the lessons I learned. I don't do a lot of camping. I'm not out in the wilderness very often. But nevertheless, those lessons are important for anybody that's going to be off hiking or camping, that you want to take the right items with you. You need to have the right set of boots as you're walking out in the hiking in the wilderness. You need to have the right food or first aid kit to protect you. And all those things are needed as you send out on your trip. As we turn now to the book of Numbers, we're reminded that when the children of Israel were finally ready to be departing from Egypt, were they really ready? They had been slaves. They were good at building bricks and building different structures for Pharaoh, but were they really ready to be out in the wilderness? They'd experienced the 10 plagues. uh, And when finally Pharaoh said after the 10th plague, leave Moses and take these people with you, it was like a big party. We're finally being set free. We're getting out of Egypt. We're going to the promised land. And as they set out, they took gold and other trinkets from the people in Egypt with them. But were they really ready? After they had spent days and weeks and, dare I say, months out in the wilderness and the reality of the difficult of living in such an arid climate, they turned to God and said, Lord, how are we to survive out in the wilderness? Were there not graves in Egypt that we could have died there? There wasn't enough food. There wasn't water. And God heard their cries for mercy. And if you remember specifically back in the book of Exodus, he delivered quail and manna and provided water in the midst of the desert for them to eat. Clearly, we saw God directing and providing for Israel. But as he turned out to the book of Numbers, we're also reminded that he not only provided for their needs, but directed them in the sense that there was a pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Indeed, it was a reminder of God's abiding presence among his people, even while they were out in the wilderness. God was there with them. The writer of Psalm 16 talks about this when he says, You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Whether they were to stay in camp, whether they were to go to a new place in encampment, God's presence was always there in the pillar of fire and in the pillar of smoke. But today, for you and me, as we live in the year 2022, Are you wandering in a wilderness? Oh, maybe not like the wilderness of the Sinai Peninsula, not necessarily knowing if you have enough water or food or the right materials for your trek along the way. But maybe you're in the wilderness at work as you struggle wondering, am I going to have a job next week? Am I going to have enough money to pay for all my various bills? Or a wilderness at home between husband and wife or between parents and children? And the reality is, 
You can be in a wilderness even when you're in a large crowd, feeling as if everybody knows where they're going, what they're supposed to be doing, and I'm all alone, even with all these people around me. And this isn't just a reality for adults. Children on the playground, children in the classroom can often feel like they're in the wilderness all alone when all the people seem to, all the kids know what they're doing, they have their sets of friends, and we seem like we're all alone. Psalm 46 really speaks to this when the psalm writer says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Yes, God is with us today, just as he was with the children of Israel so long ago. And as we read through Numbers, one of the things that we see is God provided that presence and assurance through the tabernacle. In Exodus chapter 33, we heard, And God said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. In a very real way, the tabernacle would remind the people of God's presence. When they would come to a new encampment, the first thing that the children of Israel would do would pitch the tent of the tabernacle. And once that was set up, then they would encamp around the tabernacle so that no matter where they were, in the very middle of the camp, would be God's presence in the tabernacle. And all the various artifacts and parts of the tabernacle would remind the people that God was there with them, that they were never alone. Even though they were in the middle of the wilderness of Sinai, God was there with them. In verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 16, we hear, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Numbers reminds us again and again of the presence of God. Now today, we don't have this pillar of fire or this pillar of smoke and reminding us of God's presence, and yet God's presence is just as real and alive for us today. We see it through word and sacrament, don't we? In a very real way as he's present in, with, and under that water. When the pastor says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son, God is there with us. And when we come to the rail, bread and wine, body and blood, he is really there present with us. And make no mistake about it, every time we hear his word read, we're in devotion, we're in worship, God's presence is there with us. You and I can have the same assurance today of God's abiding presence when we walk down and struggle in the wilderness of life today. And one of the interesting things, as the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for some 40 years, and God reminding them again and again of his abiding presence and his direction and leading and providing for all their needs, as they would later cross the Jordan River, enter into the promised lands, and stepped on that land for the first time, they could all say together, we enjoyed God's presence, we experienced God's power, we realized his promises because he was there with us. Now for you and me, as we look at Israel and we see the land that they saw as the promised land, doesn't look very promising. It's kind of a barren land, semi-arid climate. It seems like a very uninviting place, and yet this was their promised land. My father-in-law was a pastor, and one of the things he loved to say was, if you don't go through the wilderness first, you'll never appreciate the promised land. Just think how wonderful this land flowing with milk and honey 
was for them as they stepped across the Jordan River into the Promised Land after wandering in the Sinai wilderness for some 40 years to realize God's promise given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that they now were receiving that promise. But what about us today? As we go through the wilderness of life, the struggles of illness, the struggles between families, struggles at job, what can we say? Well, through it all, we are reminded through word and sacrament that God is here with us. And we can say, just as the children of Israel, as we come out of that wilderness of life, that we enjoyed God's presence, we experienced God's power, and realized his promises as we go down through life. For us, all these many years later, we're in the wilderness oftentimes of life, not necessarily the wilderness of, the, of Sinai Peninsula, But we too can say that God continues to tabernacle among us because indeed he is here with us through word and sacrament and reminding us of his abiding presence and his abiding direction in our daily life, knowing that we too are the sons and daughters of Abraham, the spiritual sons and daughters of Abraham, and that God tabernacles with us just as he tabernacled with the people of old, guiding and directing us in our daily walk of faith. And now may the peace of God which passes all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon on our trek through the scriptures. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on the journey, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Also, be sure to check out our weekly podcast discussion of the upcoming readings, which can be found on our website or on other platforms where podcasts are found. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week as we continue our exploration of God's story as it points us ever toward the good news of Jesus Christ. Have a great week.